Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to a special edition of Weather Insider. I'm AccuWeather.com's Evan Myers. I am joined by our hurricane expert, AccuWeather.com's Dan Katlowski. And this is the update, as we said, to episode number 330. And uh, Dan, let's get right to it. Uh, we have Cristobal moving uh, through the Gulf of Mexico, heading toward the Louisiana coast. Uh, we've been uh, narrowing down on this where it's going to hit uh, all week long. Uh, Bernie Reno on Weather Insider earlier in the week. Uh, you and I on Saturday as we wrap up the weekend and head into the work week. Uh, let's talk about where it's going to cross the coastline and what the impact will be starting. I guess uh, we should probably talk about storm surge and then we'll head to the wind and then we'll lastly talk about rain. So storm surge, obviously uh, on the Louisiana coast, I'll talk about that near where the system is going to make landfall and talk about where it'll make landfall. Yeah, like right now we're still suggesting that it'll be making landfall probably, um, you know, somewhere probably just to the west or maybe very close to Grand Isle, um, Louisiana. That's uh, basically, and then kind of just to the east, uh, tracking just to the east of uh, uh, Morgan City. This puts the storm uh, places the storm set will track just west of, of uh, New Orleans uh, tonight. Uh, landfall time, uh, again, we're looking at, you know, late afternoon uh, during the day here on Sunday. And, um, and then uh, as we go into Monday, it's going to track basically to the, to the northwest. And there's a, uh, an area of high pressure to the north of the um, storm right now that's going to be building into Missouri and Illinois over the next 24 hours or so through Monday. And that's going to exert a little bit of a uh, southeast to northwest um, uh, storm steering flow over top of the storm. So the storm will probably turn a little bit northwest. So people should not be uh, surprised if all of a sudden this thing starts turning northwest a little bit because of that high to the north. But as that high moves east, the, the storm will then start moving due north, and then go move north-north. Yeah, and let's talk about the storm surge itself. So as you mentioned, uh, with the system coming in just uh, near Morgan City, west of uh, New Orleans, uh, as you get um, a little bit further to the west of the where the system comes ashore, there won't be much of a storm surge. But uh, folks might be concerned about a storm surge uh, near New Orleans because uh, that is actually to the east of the system. But New Orleans has all that marshland and all that, all that uh, uh, area of land before it gets there. New Orleans oftentimes is uh, mostly inundated like it was with Katrina and other systems when the system actually goes to the east there and dumps some of the water from Lake Pontchartrain. So how much will a storm surge impact uh, New Orleans? And in fact, uh, could places farther to the east like Mobile Bay and then even over in the Bend area in Florida get more impacted by uh, by the storm surge? Well, again, the, um, the, re the what we use is we use uh, computer models to help us to understand how the storm surge sets up. 
And as it turns out right now, it looks like uh, basically uh, the storm surge just to the east of New Orleans. So let's say from uh, from near um, right near where it's going to make landfall eastward and all the way to, like you said, along the coast there, along Gulfport, uh, Biloxi, uh, onto into that area right through there, Pascagoula. That area through there more than likely is going to see a storm surge of about three to five feet. Put that in perspective, the storm surge with Barry last year uh, was roughly about six to seven feet. But we had water coming down from the Mississippi much more um, than what, and it created a wall, to so to speak, with the water that's in place, and so that won't be a problem. Further east, as you point out, as you go further east, there will be a storm surge all the way to the um, Appalachia Bay area there from roughly from Panama City uh, all the way eastward uh, around the uh, northeastern portion of the Gulf of Mexico there. And again, we're going to be looking at about a two to four foot storm surge in that general area right through there. Now, to the left of where it makes landfall, there's going to be very little storm surge, maybe only a couple of, of feet or whatever. So as you get west of there, like in Vermilion Bay and intercoastal city where Barry hit, or not, I mean, there might be a one or two foot storm surge just because of the increase in water just that's, a, that's coming up with, with the actual overall storm, but will not be anything significant. As you get back toward Texas, there will be no storm surge whatsoever. It'll, uh, although, I want to say, the, the action of the Gulf, the Gulf is like a bathtub. So you're still going to have higher than normal surf from Galveston all the way down to Brownsville. So, so even the West Coast, even the coast of Texas, will see some much rougher surf over the next, uh, you know, 12 to 24 hours or so uh, once this thing moves inland, then things again will subside. Dan, so the system comes in near uh, Morgan City, heads, as you said, uh, a little bit to, to the uh, west of north, uh, maybe over between Lafayette and Baton Rouge up toward Alexandria and then uh, into probably uh, north central portions of Louisiana between Monroe and Shreveport and then uh, starts to take more of a northerly turn. So that means places like Little Rock, then up into Missouri, uh, between Springfield and St. Louis. So talk about the wind. Obviously, the wind is going to be the most uh, felt in the New Orleans area as it moves uh, northward. And uh, following that path I just talked about, the winds will start to diminish. But there, we all know that when there's a tropical system, even if it isn't a hurricane, you and I have thought about this unfortunately. Unfortunately, we'll show our age. We've been talking about these types of things for many, many decades. Over four, well, for me, it's been 43 for you. You've been it's talking. It's a little longer than that. That's yeah. right. And the, that what we've seen during that time is that funky, weird things often happen with tropical systems. Uh, yeah. You know, we've seen uh, uh, all kinds of strange things happen. Uh, when the winds die down, we'll get a strong wind gust that's 20 miles an hour stronger than we had seen for 100 or 200 miles. So you should never let your guard down, I guess, is my point, uh, when you're dealing with these tropical systems, uh, as long as they they stay uh, together in any form at all. That could mean a stronger wind gust. It could mean a much heavier downpour locally, things like that. So let's get back to the wind fields. We talked about that. So it seems like uh, the first uh, big city or bigger city that's going to be impacted will be New Orleans. And then some um, moderate-sized cities, as I mentioned, Lafayette, Shreveport, and then Little Rock up towards Springfield and St. Louis. So talk about the winds as that system moves uh, northward uh, by uh, Monday morning, Monday midday, all the way up into those areas, starting with uh, New Orleans. New Orleans is going to continue to see winds increasing 
uh, winds during Sunday morning were averaging uh, gusts were up to over uh, almost up to 40, between 40 and 45 miles an hour. And so the winds in uh, New Orleans are going to continue and increase throughout the day uh, Sunday. And uh, we'll see winds generally probably peaking out between 50 and 60 miles an hour. One of the things in New Orleans is they do have some taller structures, some motels and, and other buildings. So the, the tops of those motels and, and buildings will fear, will probably see uh, wind gusts, uh, you know, closer to 60, maybe 70, or maybe a gust to 70 miles an hour. I don't think it'll be anything widespread. And we've often seen in, in cities with skyscrapers like that, Houston, et cetera, it uh, doesn't take much to break some of the glass, even though the building standards have gotten better and better to withstand some pretty powerful wind gusts. But sometimes uh, a, a thunderstorm is a one, you know, a few minutes and it's done when you get that constant vibration. And yeah. sometimes in big cities, we see some of the skyscraper windows crash and raining down glass. And that's something that uh, folks need to be aware of, too. Exactly. So as we go further north in like Lafayette and uh, Baton Rouge, uh, Louisiana, we're still going to probably see winds of uh, tropical storm force between possibly could see wind gusts of 40 to 50 miles an hour uh, uh, during Sunday night into early Monday. But keep in mind that during the nighttime, you don't have the daytime heating to help bring the strong winds down from aloft. So a lot of times the wind field does not blow out uh, underneath the uh, the thunderstorms and the convective clouds under a tropical system. But nonetheless, as we go, we expect this system to be roughly um, uh, probably somewhere over uh, northern or central northern Louisiana during Monday morning. And so places like Monroe and El Dorado, uh, Arkansas, are going to see probably winds again gusting probably to tropical storm force, maybe between 40 and 45 miles an hour. The uh, storm will pass pretty much pretty close to Little Rock, as we go into um, Monday evening. And so uh, it's very possible that that city could experience still some uh, very strong winds, uh, 35 to uh, 45 mile an hour wind gusts, again, perhaps near tropical storm force. Now keep in mind the sustained winds probably will not be that impressive. It's the, it's the errant, as you pointed out, Evan, it's, the, it's those rare wind gusts that all of a sudden show up. One other aspect to uh, landfalling tropical storms and hurricanes is tornadoes. Tornadoes tend to develop uh, to the north and to the east of how the storm tracks, because uh, that's where the moist, unstable areas, and that's the most likely area. Uh, oftentimes, you'll see the, the best chance for tornadoes to be very close to where the storm center is. But this is an unusual storm. The wind field's very large, so there could be isolated tornadoes all the way through maybe uh, southern Mississippi, maybe a far western portion of southwest Alabama and the far western part of, uh, of the uh, Florida panhandle as well. So people should not lose their guard on that. Most of the tornado activity in the this afternoon and uh, Sunday evening as we get into uh, Sunday night and uh, early Monday morning, the potential for tropical or for tornado development would be more closer to the center, you know, within, you know, 50 to 100 miles. But then uh, during the day on Monday, that chance of tornado development, again, expands because of daytime heating and the winds tend to come down from the aloft and they tend to spin up a little bit better through there. So all of eastern Arkansas, eastern Missouri should be on the lookout for potential isolated tornadoes, but also wind gusts pretty strong as well. As we get into Sunday night, uh, into uh, this thing will be passing almost near uh, Columbus, um, uh, Missouri. Basically, uh, the winds will be again dying down even more, but there still could be some air as we go into Tuesday. Again, it passes west of Chicago to near Milwaukee by uh, Tuesday evening. 
Again, the big big problem with this, once it makes landfall. Let's wrap up with that. Um, uh, Cristobal's rainfall, uh, the heaviest and the flooding. I mean, the fact that it's going to be moving right up through the Mississippi Valley and right over the Mississippi River watershed directly. Uh, talk about those impacts or not, because it has been a relatively uh, uh, non-wet or almost dry spring. So, and so the landfall, we expect the, bet, the heaviest rainfall from this to occur somewhere around the New Orleans area up into extreme southern Mississippi, six to 12 inches of rain across that area. And then as it moves northward, there'll be a pretty good swath of two to four inches across portions of, of the rest of northeast Louisiana, eastern central Arkansas, up in the central and eastern portions of Missouri. And then as the storm bends more to the northeast, again, we'll have some pretty heavy rainfalls, one to two localized four inch. Uh, maybe as much as six inches over eastern Iowa, se- western uh, Illinois, and up into Wisconsin. Again, as we said yesterday, this is going to turn into a big uh, non-tropical storm system over the Great Lakes. So it'll, it'll interact with another cold front. So it'll change its character uh, as we get into Tuesday night and Wednesday. We're going to be back uh, with you uh, throughout the course of Sunday, Sunday night, Monday, following the storm. Uh, we'll have uh, more updates on Weather Insider, certainly on Monday. Uh, with AccuWeather.com's Bernie Reno. Certainly, you can follow along uh, on our website, AccuWeather.com, on our app. Stay tuned to the AccuWeather Television Network because we're going to be uh, giving all kinds of updates there on the scene reports, etc. As we continue to follow Cristobal, as it moves up, makes landfall, and then moves up along the Mississippi through and through the Mississippi Valley. <laughs>